Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 122 of the Pika Serenity Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson. And joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And uh, as you might have noticed, season four released this week, and it was kind of a mess. I, to be fair, when you said that, I was like, you may have noticed we're actually on time for once on the right day. But yes, Oh, no, yeah, that's true, did, too. <laughs> season um, 4 did if, come out this week. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to the audio version, you probably won't notice much of a difference in time because this is still going to come out like Monday afternoon on the, on the iTunes and Google Play and all of that. Um, but if you're watching the stream, imagine that <laughs> being on time. It's a new thing for us. We're slowly learning. We're slowly learning. Yeah. Real life did not intervene this weekend. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, season four released this week. And what there's a, a lot coaster. to talk about there. What a roller coaster. What a ride it has been. Um, like to give you a little bit of a taste, we're going to go through some new stuff before we get into season four stuff. But to give you a little bit of a taste, my my team's plan for Castle Nathria was to watch vid- streams and stuff on Tuesday and figure out like what's the tuning, what kind of stuff do we need to actually prep. Like we had all our week orders ready to go because that's pretty much universal. No matter what the tuning is, you want those. But the rest of the stuff we've been putting off because we raid on Friday. And we could not actually use the stuff from Tuesday to make any determination of what we needed to do for Friday. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a mess. Um, so yeah, but before we get into that, uh, what's, uh, what's the other non season four news from this week and all? Yeah. So we got a couple of new things. Um, so first up is, uh, some sad news, I guess you could say, um, is the secret, which I guess if not so secret World of Warcraft mobile MMO RPG was canceled. So a couple of scoops came out, um, from Bloomberg and Jason Schreier, uh, just about the um, the MMO that was going to come out on mobile uh, being canceled. We heard a little bit about this back when, um, right before Blizzard was also announced their like version of World of Warcraft uh, Clash of Clans style game, which is still right. coming out. Um, and there was news of like two projects under development from a mobile perspective. This was the second one. Um, and... Uh, and yeah, so they came out that they have canceled uh, this MMO product that Blizzard and NetEase were working on. Um, you remember NetEase was also the partner that worked with them on Diablo Immortal, um, which gotten rave reviews. Um, yeah. Actually, I heard, <laughs> I heard, a, I heard a stat. I think Diablo Immortal made a hundred million dollars for Blizzard last quarter, which is a lot. Actually, a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't fault Blizzard for getting into the mobile game space, but not for me. Anyway. That aside, they, they did news did come out and they've since now confirmed, I believe, that yeah, the World of Warcraft mobile MMO they were working on uh is canceled. Um yeah. and the it's sorry. The the reason that is given in these scoops is disagreements over financial terms. And I've seen a bunch of people like read that as disagreement over monetization, which is not what that means. They're not it the same could, thing, yeah. It could mean a little bit of that, like if they have disagreements over how they wanted to monetize it, leading to disagreements over, you know, the revenue share and things like that. Revenue sharing and who's investing how much and like all that stuff is what 
typically is meant by financial terms, not like monetization strategy. So this is very unlikely to be due to a disagreement over like NetEase wanting to do Diablo Immortal style monetization and Blizzard wanting to do more Overwatch style monetization or World of Warcraft style monetization. That's probably not the case. Mm -hmm. It's probably just that they disagreed over um, the boring business stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also interesting too, that like, I mean, the financial reason it's canceled sort of doesn't have to do with this, but I'm always fascinated by like what Blizzard potentially does next in the MMO space. Right. So like, they have like one of, I mean, the longest running, I guess, MMO, I guess, I guess EverQuest is still technically, technically EverQuest running, is still kicking. Yeah. So is Anarchy Online, which technically released like two years before World of Warcraft, before but it. virtually nobody plays either of those. So yes, in terms of like a, a game with a, we'll say substantial audience, right? Like WoW being that game, like longest running one. I've always wondered when like the WoW 2 talk comes up about what Blizzard actually does. Um, and I'm almost, I'm almost of the mind now, like seeing this get canceled and like over financial terms, but I, I'm also was a little bit wary of them releasing a, not even on a mobile, just another Warcraft MMO. I yeah. wonder if they do it, they have to do an MMO and like a different IP, right? Like whether they, they take over, like, I don't know, Diablo wouldn't really work, but like maybe like Starcraft MMO, which was hinted at a while ago, or, you know, a, uh, a, um, yeah. like Overwatch MMO. We probably never get a WoW too. Like we probably just get the closest, incremental WoW stuff, you know. The closest thing I think we're going to get to a WoW two is WoW Classic. Yeah. Um, because we see them revisiting a bunch of design decisions that they made, like with WoW Classic, not getting the random dungeon finder. You know, yeah, ma- right, yeah. pretty major decisions like that that they're revisiting. Um, or also, I'm curious if they will go like alternate timeline with wow classic because we are reaching the end of like the honeymoon period for world of warcraft in wow Classic with with wrath of the lich king coming out in september um we're gonna have you know a year maybe two years of of wrath of the lich king and then what are they gonna go to cataclysm are they gonna skip cataclysm and go straight to mop are yeah. they going to do something completely different and unexpected? Maybe, like, I, w- I would almost be less shocked if they actually skipped all of that and went straight to Legion. Because that's probably, like, the next most popular expansion after Wrath. Like, yeah. if, if yeah, they're yeah. going to do more after Wrath, I would be, like, maybe they go to Cataclysm and they're like, listen, here's the things that we did wrong in Cataclysm that we're going to fix. Yeah, but I... Yeah, I mean, maybe. I think that, yeah. I, that, that's actually a good point. Because, I mean, Cataclysm, I think, is largely panned as, like, one of the worst, if not the worst, expansion, just in terms of, like, systems. And the the I think the biggest problem with Cataclysm was almost half the work they put in wasn't into max level stuff. It was, like, to revamping the old world, right? Like, they revamped, I think people forget, like, they revamped the entire world in Cataclysm yeah. and then also put together, like, max level content, which was... I mean, all over the world, like it was sort of very distorted as an expansion. So, yeah, I mean, Um, I, I I like a lot of the low level stuff in Cataclysm once. And that's, that's the kind of thing where it's like once it doesn't really have the same kind of replay value as, as going through um, the old classic zones. And some of that's tuning, like some of that is tuning where just like the old 
reason that the new low level content was interesting was the new quests because it was all super easy, like super, super easy. Um, and that cataclysm was really like the, one of the major steps down the path of making leveling content significantly easier. Um, Mm -hmm. and that made it less interesting, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what they do. I think that, yeah, I think you're right. Like this is the inflection point of like, either they're just going to continue to release the same expansions, very similar to how they were in the same order. And it's sort of a systematic or like very formulaic piece, or they sort of break at this point. Cause I'm, they tried some stuff with season, the mastery and like original classic, which I don't, which was popular with the people who like that but unpopular, I think, across like a broader player base. It actually wasn't super popular with the people that were oh, really? super into Classic because um, it actually, like, okay, so world buffs were actually very popular in Classic. Not the whole, like, you yeah. get your world buffs and you log out all week. That was not yeah. popular. But once they introduced the item to let you, like, store your world buffs and just keep them around, they were actually... Mm-hmm pretty popular there's a lot of actual gameplay that goes into getting them where you have to like go to contested zones and fight over them and all that stuff and like some of that doesn't apply to a pve server but if you're on a pvp server you know fighting over dire mall buffs or whatever um, yeah is a thing um and then also world buffs are really really powerful so they hit classic season of mastery with a double whammy of buffing the raid bosses and also removing very powerful buffs that people were using to trivialize the content gotcha gotcha so i don't think that season of mastery was actually that popular with the people that were playing classic okay fair enough then so i mean they missed the mark then with that yeah i mean we'll, we'll see i guess after wrath but um yeah the the whole idea of what i think you're i mean maybe you're right is that like wow 2 is really just them revisiting old stuff um but yeah i don't know i mean they they're even doing some like i mean they're bringing back talent trees right so they're making some crazy decisions on retail anyway so um, yeah i mean it's interesting dragonflight uh, this is going to be a very interesting end of year for world of warcraft we're getting wrath classic um and we're getting dragonflight sometime this fall yeah be packed it's going to be wild yeah it'll be interesting for sure um but yeah so i guess the actual news story was just about them canceling the mmorpg but i thought i'd bring up a little bit of an aside conversation around like yeah what wow 2 potentially looks like but yeah i don't know i if i if i were them i'd skip cataclysm for sure but i don't know if i'd go right to legion i think i'd stop at mop skip wad or change the way wad mission tables work and garrisons work specifically (laughs) and then get into legion like wad as like a six to eight month maybe year long expansion would actually not have been that bad because like you had some very solid raid tiers the issue is just how far citadel was like two years long yeah i mean actually to be fair i think wad raid tier wise like very good and this like i would like i would put yeah i would put wad above even like this expansion's like rate like what wad is no mop's mop was Throne of Thunder. Throne of Thunder. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So those are top tier. And then Wad was um, Hellfire Citadel, which is really good. And then what were the ones before that? Oh, it's a, the bad one. The opening uh, Wad was not good. High yeah. Mall was not good. 
But any event, sorry, it's decent though. Yeah, and like people really actually really liked the classes in WAD and MOP. So maybe they like yeah. the other thing they could do is they keep the release cadence for classic is actually way faster than for retail. Um right. like they've gone through like three expansions in three to four years. It's quite fast. Um yeah. as opposed to retail going through like one expansion every two to three years. Yeah. So yeah, they, they could do like do uh, well. They could do like a cataclysm and be like, you know, hey, we're going to do cataclysm, and the release cadence is just going to be pretty fast. You all can do the new raid tiers. You can do the new zones like once or twice, and then you can move on to Missipendaria, and you can like get your nostalgia hit, but you don't have to like, you know, do a off. year a year of uh, Dragon Soul or you know things like, hey, we're not God. reintroducing LFR. Like imagine that. Imagine Dragon Soul without LFR. That'd be crazy. That'd be a crazy choice. But it, it would make sense, I think. Not that it would make sense, but it would be like a, a like a natural choice for like something that is because I mean like I feel like classic's much more like close knit community driven versus like yeah. anything else. Like versus like retail at this point. So Yeah. Maybe you could do they could do some stuff like that. I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see. We'll see what they do after Wrath. But yeah, Wrath this fall. I don't know if I'm going to be playing it. I mean, I loved those raids. Like that that entire Wrath is just a like fan service expansion almost. Like yeah, all building up to the Lich King, like the big bad. Like since like War Three, right? Like everybody knows the yeah. art. Like if you played any little any sort of Warcraft at all, right? Like you know that story. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you also Arthas the Lich King is just cool, just like on his own merits. You don't need to know the story to like look at a poster with arthas on it and go whoa that's cool <laughs> like yeah exactly it's, yeah it's really not got a lot of uh it doesn't need the backing and then the backing is like icing on the cake that that elevates it yeah um, that's true almost he's like he's like a cool villain that is just cool and you don't need to realize he's like a 12 forehead person with big brain plans that yeah, had everything had had the entire universe sort of molded to his will over the past fifteen years, and then finally he hatches his master plan, and all we have to do is jump in holes to defeat him. You know what I mean? Or run around the corner. He's not something yep. like that, you know. Yep. Oh, nice jailer. <laughs> um, I guess the I guess in other news too. I guess we can move on from that if you're good. Um, in other news, we did get a new build for Dragonfight Alpha. Um, this brought in warrior talent trees. Um, I heard there's supposed to be two talent trees this week. One got cut late. Oh, I was going to give everybody the finger. One got cut late. Um, so we only get Warrior. Um, and the other one was, of course, going to be Monk. But we'll see that next week, as I've been predicting this entire time. Yes. Um, you are saying yeah, I'm cutting it. Uh, well, I mean, they just it just wasn't ready. It, just needed, it needed a little bit longer to bake. Um, they they but needed no, time to get Chi Explosion in. Oh, yeah, well, Chi Explosion and Healing Spheres, both both core yeah. abilities to, to the class. Um, but no, we got Warriors. Um I haven't really taken a look at the warrior tree at all. I mean, to be fair, I don't play DPS where I really only look at like the prot side of the house, but um, I haven't heard much in terms of feedback from warriors. So I don't, uh, I don't know if you've heard anything. I have. Okay. The warrior tree is insane. Absolutely like, fucking bonkers. Like good? There's, like it's saying good? Like overpowered. Like it's... Oh, it's nice. They have a lot of new abilities. They've got a number of abilities that address key weaknesses like Warrior being extremely vulnerable to magic damage, which I think is good because 
there's a point at which you could be too vulnerable to something where you get pushed out of the meta due to it mm -hmm. existing in raid or in dungeons. Like Prot Warrior being extremely vulnerable to magic damage has been a problem multiple raid tiers where just like, you know, Queen Ajara, her magic hit, the uh, damage from that was effectively mm -hmm. unmitigatable by them outside of like trying to spell reflect it but it could be spell cued and so your spell reflect was janky and like all all kinds of of lots of just awful stuff there um gotcha. so that kind of thing i think is good i think people in general are really like you can look at people's reactions to talent trees and there's a lot of people that their reaction is primarily based on power level and the prop warrior tree is like way way up there in power level um there's a ton of cool new toys like tons and tons of cool new toys which i think is awesome um especially since prop warrior has not really changed at all besides the gutting of anger management since legion okay so there's that but uh it's really hard for me like i don't i haven't logged on to alpha to play with it because season four um, yeah, but I'm a little bit cautious of the feedback so far because so much of it is just like they got some really insane toys. And when you sit down and you look at the structure of the tree, you have to ask yourself, is this going to be something where you just pick all of the cool new toys or are you going to yeah. have to actually decide? Because if you can just pick everything that you want, it's not really a talent tree. It's just like, you know uh the same kind of leveling process that we have now where you eventually get everything right right yeah so gotcha i have not spent a lot of time with it um i like skimmed it saw some of the insanity that is on that tree and um yeah nice yeah. nice nice awesome awesome well yeah i mean it's good that they're they're getting some like insane stuff um but yeah hopefully we'll see more talent trees this week um what's this what's left it's warlock Demon Hunter and Monk, right, are the only three, and Holy Paladin. Oh, and Holy Paladin. Sorry, yeah. So Holy Paladin, yeah. Monk, Warlock, and DK. Let or me Because if we go to the uh, the handy dandy Wildhead Talent Calculator, uh, I think that's it. That should tell us what is actually missing. So we go here, Talent Calculator. Strike killed Holy Paladin. Strike killed Holy I don't Paladin. Think... Thank yep. you. Warlock, Demon Hunter, Monk. Bruce. Uh, Warlock, yeah. Demon Hunter, I... Monk, and of course, Holy Paladin. And then there's some in there that probably still need another pass, like Death Knights. Although I, I think a lot of them are going to get second and third passes. Like we're still yeah. um, doing this kind of focused alpha testing stage. Um, so we will see. I am going to try and get on and do the new zone because the other thing from this alpha patch is there's a new zone um yeah. all of my time this week has gone into season four stuff so i haven't done it yet but uh, i'm gonna try and hop on and do it i will see. yeah i was gonna do i guess the other thing that came out this week is they they released the uh dragon writing actually one more actually one more th yeah one okay. more thing on talent tree sorry is i heard through the grapevine and this we can take this with a grain of salt but that DHs were having a little bit, the, the folks working on were a little bit trouble of like filling out the tree, basically giving you enough nodes to build like a full tree yeah. um, for 
for Demon Hunter. And it got me thinking, particularly about Mistweaver Monk. I'm wondering if they're also having a similar issue because of the large rework that we got in Legion. So we've only got essentially two full expansions of abilities, right? right? Or just like a concept for the class yeah. after the rework. And I'm wondering, and Demon Hunter similarly have only been around for two expansions. So um, I'm wondering if that's a similar issue that they're having, at least on the Mistweaver side. I feel like Brewmaster and, and Windwalker have been fairly consistent since they started in terms of like, there's been like some minor adjustments maybe. Um, Brewmaster but... also got a very significant rework in Legion. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. They're actually I just closer, closer now to what they originally were than they were in Legion, which is kind of funny. Gotcha. Basically, like pre-Legion stagger was fairly minor. Like it was there, but it was not not the powerhouse that it is now. And yeah. uh, you had Guard, which is what we now have as Celestial yeah. Group, oh, effectively. Okay. Um, so they kind of took elements of what used to be Brewmaster and brought it back for Shadowlands, and that made actually made brewmaster a lot better to play um gotcha so we will see because brewmaster also is in that boat of like having really two expansions of stuff to pull from plus some pre-legion stuff that maybe doesn't fit anymore like chi was a thing for brewmaster before yeah uh legion as an example it was for miss fever too maybe they should bring it back for the entire monk class maybe maybe blizzard um but yeah, no, sorry. I, I just thought about so I mean like I guess we'll see this week what we get. I mean it almost I think they've they've data mined a bunch of warlock stuff already. So you almost think it's gonna be warlock. Because I think the, the play was actually gonna be warlock warrior this week. But we'll see what comes up next week in terms yeah. of classes to release. But um sorry, I know the other thing that they've released this week uh, on Alpha is they added dragon riding talents. Um and a little bit more information on the system too, which sounds really cool. So like the way it works is you have a talent tree for your dragon riding. You, I think the idea is like you don't, there's no real choice here. It's just like you just collect every, oh, there's a couple of choice nodes, I guess two or three. But like yeah. the idea is you eventually get everything in the tree, right? Like that's not a branching node path, like talent trees, like for classes yeah. or specs, right? Um, it's pretty linear. But the cool part about this is the way that you get these talent points is by like collecting things in the world. There's like emblems scattered. Well, there's 10 emblems in each zone four zones so there's 40 emblems out there to collect and basically each one of these gives you a talent point that you can then use in the tree um and so it's actually a pretty cool system i'd say in terms of like how you eventually like build up this tree and like get everything you need um and the interesting part is that the talent points are tied to achievements so every time you collect one of these things you get an achievement and the achievement is uh account wide so technically, right. you only have to collect these things once per character, which is uh, another once nice thing for alts. Or once per account, I'm sorry. Um, once per account. Um, which is a nice, I'd say, like uh, quality of life. Sorry, I was thinking of the word. But quality of life um, implementation for this talent tree. So it just means like anytime you jump on an alt, your dragon riding will generally be you know at a, the same level as your main, right? You don't have to yeah. go back through and tediously collect all these things. It sounds... It sounds like the emblems are sort of like scattered or hidden almost around. Maybe not hidden is the wrong word, but they're like yeah. in difficult to reach places around the world, right? Yeah. Um, some of them so, are hidden. I've seen some crazy screenshots of people like, hey, I found one. And it's like the top of a mountain looking out over the entire continent. Fair enough. So there's most of them I don't think are that that hard because I definitely I ran across some in my like when I was playing through the first zone, like I ran across some just running around doing the uh dragon riding races doing some exploration there were some out there 
you couldn't mm-hmm. use them for anything but there were there were a couple out there um and i was not going and looking for them right yeah. so um yeah this is i do really like that this is account wide that is something yeah. that they said they were like hearing feedback that like people didn't want to have to re-unlock this over and over again and so making these town points come from achievements that you get from finding the the glyphs or whatever you call them out in the world is really nice and um going to mean that like if you switch mains or you just want to play multiple characters you can keep your dragon riding and still do all the things that you're used to on your main yeah yeah which is i i think is it's just like a it it doesn't affect much even from your alts right because i'm like i'm assuming like you'll still like want to pick which dragon you which type of dragon you want to ride i wonder if the yeah. cosmetics end up being account wide too or if that's something that you like would have to collect across the board that's a great question because like mounts are all cosmetic and those are account wide right yeah but yeah. uh that's a great question i don't know but i mean in any event cool thing i mean it means that you don't do a bunch of tedious stuff on your alt just to better traverse the world it also yeah. probably has i wonder the only thing i wonder and i haven't tested this but i wonder if they well i guess we can't but i wonder if they gate any of the like the, what the talents give you based on level i mean like while you can fill out the whole tree like you only get access like if you're level 60 to like the first two rows and then like as I you level up more and more open up even if you have even if you have talent points for it i suspect it's more that like you are going to be too low level for their zones to unlock all of this stuff until you actually level up some right that's fair yeah i guess that's one way yeah obviously in any event it just makes leveling alts a little bit easier too right like yeah the idea is like you yeah. just have better better traversal um cool and then um, sp- i guess speaking oh sorry uh, i just want to mention like the talents like fully unlocking the tree is going to make dragon writing significantly better than what we were playing with in the first round of alpha testing when I was talking about it last time, we're talking about like cutting the amount of time it takes to generate a new crystal to one third of what it is baseline and things like that. So while you're flying, you're going to get the the crystals to maintain speed and altitude three times as fast once you've gotten pretty deep in this tree. So there's actually like real incentive to just max this out. Like, you go around, do your mm-hmm. exploration, like in that couple of weeks where after the expansion is launched, but before the raid has released. Um, go around, collect these, like max out your dragon writing, and then like you, you can do so much more than you can uh or could initially on alpha. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be it'll be real, it'll be real cool. Um I think the other thing too that that was launched along with these talents was actually the multiplayer races. So I think you can actually do the races with up to three other people uh, on really? alpha right now. I, I think that. that came out. I thought I thought I saw a, a note. It wasn't in the actual notes. It was actually in, I think a, a post somewhere. Maybe I'm maybe I'm lying. But I thought they also unlocked the ability to like do multiplayer races this this patch too, um, which would be which would be cool. Yeah. So I didn't put that in the notes for the for the show, but um, yeah. That's kind I thought of I read something about that. Yeah, which I think is what we talked about. It's it's that sort of like system is like they can extend that even just slightly. It'd be like a cool thing to be like jump on and be like, hey guys, you want to race? Um, yeah. Start up money leagues, take all my friends' money. It'd be great. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, but something yeah, so I do while I'm benched. Yeah, except well, as a mystery, yeah, I'll be 
riding the pine with uh my other like terrible classes. Um but uh but speaking of I guess leveling, the other thing too is um there's been a bunch of XP changes um to just leveling from one to sixty or I guess one to fifty-nine. Um and uh it's basically lowered by over half. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up this chart that Wowhead has because yeah. uh it's gonna it's Which really interesting where the reduction is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like oh sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say like the where the the chart that the way that the chart's supposed to read is it's basically a comparison of the XP requirements today versus what's on alpha. And the idea is it looks like they've reduced it by a fair amount in the early levels. So between like one and ten, huge reduction. And then actually from 10 to 30-ish, it's actually an increase in the amount of XP you need. Um, and then all after 30, it literally falls off a cliff. So like 50 and beyond is like, as you can see, like is like almost an 80% reduction in the experience you need to get through 50 to 60, which I think the way that this view, the way that they're doing this actually makes a lot of sense in that if you're starting a new character today, you sort of stay in that learning zone of like one to 30, one to 40, like longer, or yeah. longer, we'll say like, but not, not that much longer. And then if you already have like characters, you've leveled the max, you've gotten to max level over the past couple expansions, getting to the max level to start the new content is almost a breeze, right? With a yeah. 6% reduction in XP. If you have a bunch of alts at 50, give them to 60, it'll take you like an afternoon of play time. Right. You know? So, you know, what is really interesting about this chart? Aside from the level 1 to 10 thing, if you ignore that, what this looks like is they converted the experience required per level from an exponential curve where every level is like, you know, 1.2 times the previous level's amount, 1.4, 1.5 times the previous level's amount of experience um, mm -hmm. to a more linear one where you just add on a flat amount of experience every time. Which would, like, if, if you're up on your maths, uh, would s cause an increase in the experience requirement early on, but a dramatic mm -hmm. decrease in the experience required as you get to higher levels. So that's basically what this looks like to me, is it's going to, the time you spend in each level from 1 to 60 is actually going to be way more consistent. You're going to, it's not going to be like, you know, level 29 to 30 is a breeze and then level 49 to 50 is like a million years in comparison. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is, yeah, which is, I think, I think a much better experience too, uh, just in terms, cause like that was always the problem. Like if you level now and maybe not now, but that, in the past, right. And you'd like be questing in a zone, getting random dungeon finder, jump in a dungeon and come out and be like three levels higher than you were than like right. what the zone was around you. And then having to like either continue on like with like green and gray quests or like now move to a next zone and basically the same process sort of restart itself every time. Right. Um, the the scaling chromie time stuff does fix a lot of that, but it's still like, you know, getting into a dungeon at, at level 15 and coming out at level 19 is uh quite dramatic yeah. in comparison to like if you get into a dungeon at level you know 45 when you come out you know 80 percent of the way to 46 if that yeah yeah it's just yeah it's a lot more a lot i was gonna be like a lot more smoother but a lot smoother um than uh than before so a uh, good change i'd say um yeah it's crazy the reduction like i think in the same wild post they actually show you like the level by level reduction and like those yeah. end levels are like 75% less experience, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, 
in terms of the in terms of the curve. So, um, so yeah, so that's sort of the I think most of the news from this week. Unless you had anything else you wanted to to throw up there. No, um, it's, it's a lot of a lot of uh, what I had to talk about. Cool. Um. All right. Well, I guess we can jump into the main topic, which today was going to be season four. Um, and for those astute listeners, you may have noticed we sort of skipped our typical raid review week um, at the at the top of the show. And I, I guess we can mm-hmm. sort of slot it in here um, and then sort of talk about maybe a, a mishmash of fun things that uh, that happened. Um, I suspect we'll get into some happened. of these while we talk through our raid experiences. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess I'll I'll kick it off because since we I rated on Tuesday early, um, or well earlier than you, and uh, got to experience most of these things firsthand. So yeah, so we jumped in the raid on on Tuesday. We we have done nothing but faded raid this week. We didn't go back to Sepulcher at all in terms of our, um, in terms of our clears. Right, spent all our time in faded and actually started with heroic, which is typically what we do with new content. Like we don't ever jump right into mythic um, the first week, yeah. even even in support. Like even we've always done this since I can remember. It's always been heroic first, and then you know we'd split either go back to normal if we needed loot or go forward to mythic if it was open. And um, we started heroic, and it was I mean it was heroic. Like I think we one shot pretty much most most bosses. Like and when we wiped, it was basically because we forgot how to do a mechanic and and screwed it up. Right. Um, I don't. So well, we did heroic as well. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think we wiped to any boss except for Denathrius, Right. I think we wiped a couple of times oh, nice. into Nathrius to learning phase three stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, we definitely wiped a lot more to maybe not like like four or five times to most bosses after really after Shriekwing. Um, I think we even wiped we wiped twice to like Huntsman and like oh, ample times. Well, what we were dealing with is the major bug, I think, that that opened the season, which was abilities that didn't originate from the player. Or we're like ones that are like, if you do X damage, Y thing happens. Uh, we're not working on Tuesday. Um, and those are things like, from a healing perspective, Ancient Teach in the Monastery wasn't working. Um, the replication from Bone Dust Brew, so like one of the major things from a damage healing perspective, wasn't working. Um, outside of the Monk class, Ignite wasn't working for Mages. Um, neither was their Arcane Mastery. Um, mages were actually screwed um, in yeah. terms of abilities. Well, basically, only Frost worked. So yeah. the way that Arcade plays right now is you stack a bunch of damage amplification stuff up and then you feed a ton of damage into something that then copies the damage you did. And the copy at the end there that like quadruples your damage that you do during that period wasn't working. Yeah. Which is which was great because we actually got through like I think two or three bosses before it happened, right? Um, and there was other weird things like like Holy Priest Mastery wasn't working on Sun King. So it was like a reduced effect. Um, so yeah, yeah, like it was hilarious because we we actually got to Sun King um, Mythic on Tuesday and we're six healing it and like barely making the checks. And then literally we go back there Thursday and like destroyed. Like lit- like we could have probably five healed it and been perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a rough. I mean, we got up to Denathrius on Heroic on Tuesday, hit a, a some of the worst lag I've seen on that fight. Like we literally had a pull yeah. Where we did the first part, did the second, um, whatever frontal cone thing, got the night hunters from right after that, and the night hunters didn't go off until we got to the next zone after ravage and had to do the next frontal, and then yeah. they went off and like killed like three people because like yeah, people were like I think they've gone off at this point, 
Um, yeah. Yeah, we hit crazy. Like it was it was worse than with everything from season one. Like so, I've ever seen. So really funny thing about that on Friday during our raid, like as yeah. we were reaching Denathrius, they pushed a hotfix, and the hotfix note was significantly improved latency server lag for Sire Denathrius. Was effectively what it read. Yeah. So we were like, we were planning to like split up doing the um, debuff clears so that we wouldn't trigger the insane lag. Um, yeah. And then that hotfix note came out and we're like, well, you know, we'll just YOLO like everybody stack in this and see what happens. Yeah. And it was actually perfectly fine. People had oh. frame lag issues because um, turns out still having like 25, 26 of these ads out at once is going to destroy your frame rate if you're using some add-ons that are not particularly efficient with large numbers of enemies. Right. Um, but there was no, like, we didn't lag out the server. Uh, we didn't, like, have people effectively get disconnected from the game because of all the en enemies that oh, were up, wow. like some people had been having happen. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, like, that was not an issue. It was actually really nice. Um, and then we, you know, killed Denathrius and went out of the instance to switch to mythic and 90% of our raid got disconnected from the game and was not able to log back in. Oh yeah. I heard there was Friday night. There was like, yeah, login issues. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. That's so, um, we were eventually able to get back in, but we would, it happened as we would have been taking our breaks. So we do like a 10 minute mid raid break. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, we ended up doing effectively like a 25 minute mid raid break. Oh, jeez! Because people just couldn't get back in. Gotcha. Uh, but we did get back in and actually kind of breeze through the first three mythic bosses. Like it's kind of funny back in actual season one huntsman and hungering destroyer were actually like awful for us for reclears. We were always yeah. wiping on those. I don't, really understand why but we one shot them this week nice nice so yeah. yeah yeah we i mean our mythic clear we did up to like i said sun king um on uh on tuesday and what it, it wasn't mythic was actually much much easier once we learned about like the bugs and stuff like that like it was a little bit easier um to get through it yeah hungering we actually had to go back and re-download uh what was it infinite raid tools so we actually didn't use a week or for like the miasma soaking. We used right. IRT to, to do it also. I get a bunch of people get that add on going. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was really fine. And then Wednesday, Wednesday was, was real rough. I mean, we, we spent a ton of time on council, probably more really? than we should have. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and got it down. Like probably like it took it forever. So we probably had like 45 minutes left in the raid. And so we ended up just going back and clearing Sire on heroic yeah. um, and sort of just to get just to get our 10 bosses in for like the quest or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that way we didn't miss it out because we didn't know like we didn't know if we get SLG down quick enough to like and also what Sire would do. We literally we I think we one shot Sire uh, when we got there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was uh, it was I mean, the raid is the affixes are are weird. Like some of them like our sun king affix broke meaning like the, i heard about that the oh, mob man. wouldn't get the shield so like it just died and didn't give us a buff and like 
we thought it was like, oh, because mages are spell stealing. So we like changed who was doing the first dispel to like get it to spawn or whatever. And like yeah, nothing would work. So Sun King didn't work, which was weird. And then on on council, we spent probably most of those wipes waiting for the after images to show up. And we never got them. So really? we, were killing, we were killing what Freya? Freya? No, who's the first Frida. one? Frida. Frida. We never we never got after images for Frida the entire night of pulls. I mean, I hope we have that bug. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that's an overall thing or like not, but then yeah, but then we'd wipe randomly to like people not kicking the thing because we had all of our kicks on Frida and like less kicks on the the affix yeah. thing. And so we switched that late. And I mean we finally got it down, but it's just weird stuff like that, not hundred percent working. And just some of the affix is just being like awful in terms of like um when they spawn and how to do it like the zymox one is like really annoying um yeah. to get like the most out of that because that's the the multiple that adds at spawn you have to kill as many as you can yeah um and what there was another bad one early on that, like dark vein is that that's the dispel and that's the dispel right? and soaps yeah that yeah, one so we actually almost one shot in nerva we had like a 10 percent wipe our first pull and then proceeded to wipe to it five more times um <laughs> and then raid was over um but uh, the thing that wiped us the first time was people that hadn't done Castle Nathria just learning the sins mechanic. Yeah. They're like doing the triangle with four points, which like is very understandable to wipe to that the first time. We wiped to that a bunch the like when we were initially progging Dark Vein. So doing it with new people, that's to be expected. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if we just got lucky. But the several pulls after that, we wiped to actually the faded affix. Oh, yeah. um, these things are very punishing to not do. And that actually kind of surprised me. Like they offer a pretty substantial buff. Right. But the cost of ignoring it is effectively a raid wipe. Exactly. Yeah, you have to interact with the affix. You can't not do it. Um, and for something like Dark Vein, where you're like constantly doing soaks or sins or adds, there's just always something happening pretty much. Finding time to do the dispels for the the creation spark kind of sucked. Like we yeah. were doing double dispels and and trying to do like the just the you know fit the double dispels in between like when there was no mechanics happening. So there that we're gonna try doing single dispels tonight and just like. There's only three or four bottles to soak at a time, so you can do single dispels, especially if one of the dispels is in melee. Like, one person has to go soak the melee bottle, and the other three go soak creation motes or right, chaos yeah. sparks, whatever it is. And, um, yeah, just... That's, I think, my one... I, I will say, I've really liked going back into Castle Nathria. This has been fun. Yeah. I'm very... Like, this is way better than just... Re, just Reclearing Sepulcher. Way, way better than Reclearing Sepulcher. Yeah. Um I think the affixes are too punishing. Like uh yeah. I, I did some heroic pugs and the kick one just like wiped the pugs I was in repeatedly because it's like a uh five second cast time that you just have to kick over and over. And you know, with two people doing it like me on a ranged character and then a melee DPS is just not enough. Right. To handle that mechanic adequately, you need like two melee DPS that are coordinating their kicks to handle it, or like three DPS total handling it. Um, and eventually, it's something that people will learn, but especially on something like it's on 
um, it is on Council of Blood. Visibility of the mechanic on Council of Blood is really oh, not very good. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. Or the one that spawns, there's one that spawns during the first blood price on Denathrius. So you do the kick on that, and then you immediately get another frontal. So you've got a million adds up. It's and also you have to do this kick. So it's like the visibility on it is just awful. Um, and the fact that it does 50k, like on Heroic, it does 50k to the whole rate if you miss a kick. Oh, um, yeah. It's not literally a one shot, but when there's other damage going out, we had one go off and like people were fine and we lived through it because somebody hit revival. Uh-huh, yeah. uh, and then we had one go off and it literally killed like 90% of the raid because people were low from the uh, the ads. It's it's very punishing. Yeah. I mean, we even wiped, we even wiped on Zy- one of our Zymox wipes was to the fact that somebody was running seeds. It was during seeds. I think it was during seeds or maybe running during the ghost phase. Any event, they were away from the group, dropping a portal or something was happening, and yeah. the little orb spawned over them by them, and no one really noticed. Oh it. no! So like, and like I rate, like I think at the time we hadn't, nobody was really like emphasizing because Big Wigs added a timer for when the ability yeah. spawn, which is really nice, but we weren't really watching it. And like, yeah, we're like, there should be an orb here, and like we're looking around, like someone's like, oh, it's back by the portal, and like as we say that, like the whole rate explodes. We're like, yeah, I think damn. the easiest one to deal with is definitely the chaotic modes one because what you can yeah. do is you can just have literally anybody right click it and then you just ignore it like yeah you can do so it, if yeah. you if you just want to not deal with the fate of the fix that one is super easy because you just right click it and then don't just don't worry about it nothing bad happens as long as somebody clicks on it it's got like a 30 second cast yeah if you don't click on it in that 30 seconds the raid dies yeah but if you click on it nothing bad happens so it's really very minimal um in contrast to something like the creation spark where you have to like do the dispels and then each one that you don't catch applies a pretty significant raid dot yeah um it's not like going to insta wipe your raid if you fail to catch one but it makes things a lot harder right yeah and i think i think to the chaotic moats one you can move it which is nice with life grip so if it spawns in a bad spot, you can actually life grip it like under the boss and like you don't have to move the boss in and out, right. which is something we did on Zymox. Although that backfired when our priest would life grip the person running out with portals as he's trying to to life grip the orb in, which was always a, a fun little like, oh my gosh, what are you doing thing? But yeah, but no, I mean, I, I think in general, I agree. Like, I think they are too punishing when you don't interact with them. And like on certain fights, they're just, yeah, like they're just tough to to do, right? Yeah, like I can't wait till like we're on like I'm thinking of like uh like Painsmith right and like what is gonna be the Painsmith affix because if all of them sound awful to do with Painsmith. Yeah, imagine having to do the soaks on Painsmith, right? I assume, yeah, but particularly during the intermission, like yeah, no, it's gonna be the intermission be is longer than thirty seconds. If you get one of the affixes during the intermission, like you can't do it. Yeah, you have to interact with it. Yeah, which is just. Yeah, no, it's it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do on those fights. But I'd say like the other thing too that I don't know if you noticed too, but some of the abilities were bugged in terms of like not doing like boss abilities were bugged in terms of not doing full damage. Yes, so on hungry hungry destroyer, we actually had that with the uh, damage from soaking miasmas. 
Yeah. Uh, we had people going to like 20 stacks because we just did, we had our old week course where we just like had people soak it. And I'm, I was out on that boss. So I was spectating somebody else and like watching them as like a mage go to 20 stacks and not really be in any danger whatsoever. Whereas like on, you know, farm in Castle Nathria, I would as a tank go to like 20 to 30 stacks and be in very spicy territory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was bugged. The line, like, so on a nerve, actually, the line damage, so getting hit by the line that goes through the players, that dot was reduced. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what other Fun damage. Fun fact, the spinny dot on the, the spinny orb dot on Nerva, not reduced. Yeah. Yeah. Not reduced. On council, the, the dots early on from, uh, I think it's Frida, are not reduced either. They chunk people. Very yeah. scary. Um, But no, yeah, I mean, like, the, I think in general, the raid was... Uh, barring the bugs it was nice to go back i just yeah some of the some of the affixes are just weird um yeah and i mean so one of the things is the affixes aren't going to like the downside of the affixes is not going to scale up it's going to stay fixed so when we are at eye level like 300 as opposed to 288 285 whatever right now Mm -hmm. it the downside is going to be way easier but the upside is going to scale with our level because it's all like multipliers on our damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all going to scale with us, but the downsides are not going to. So like in the next time we're on Anerva, if for some whatever reason it's creation spark again, um, missing dispels is not going to be a big deal because we're just going to be so much higher eye level that the downside's not not a problem. Um some of them, like the kick one, honestly especially on heroic they probably just need to cut the penalty for missing a kick in half like there's especially on a fight like denathrius like what kept happening is we would get like um a spawn of the thing right before we went through a portal on denathrius oh yeah that'd be awful and then like had to like send people back through so this was in a pug right so i was doing this in a pug so we had to send people Mm -hmm. back through to like uh kick the thing kill the thing and sometimes we missed or only like two people went through and so we just had an explosion go off and like kill two healers and then your raid wipes like it's really that i think in particular feels like the outlier like the protoform barrier does not feel very hard to deal with yeah the creation sparks at least on heroic felt pretty straightforward like the damage from them was not too too high um especially because it's like all the dps want to soak it because they get a huge damage buff right so it's actually not that bad on heroic and then the chaotic boats one is just so easy to trivialize you can it doesn't matter if on heroic if you get the big damage buff as long as you just have literally anybody right click the thing uh you're gonna live yeah exactly so the, the kick one definitely feels like an outlier for punishment on heroic for pugging yeah I can see that, yeah. But I mean, we'll, well, I guess we'll see how Sanctum goes next. Um, no, there. I guess the other thing too is with all these hotfixes, Blizzard actually fixed the scaling, the health scaling. Sorry, which was like an interesting tweet because or like blue post because like they're just like we fixed health scaling. Everybody's like, no, you just made everything fifteen percent because they added fifteen percent health to almost the most bosses, and um. What was found, because I think WoW had did a, a pretty good little deep dive on this, was that players were actually doing 15% less damage in general in Nathria. Like, regardless of all abilities not working, they were just doing each of, like, abilities that were working were just hitting for yeah. less. So it seemed to be a very weird, like, 
scaling tech issue with how Blizzard implemented it. And yeah. like, I'll be completely honest with you. Like, I'm probably going to tell my, like, I'm going to try and convince my raid. Like, let's just not raid next Tuesday. Next time they ever do a season like this, not raid Tuesday. If yeah. they're not going to test, like, they do like the amount of testing they did for season four, like, just wait till, yeah. till, uh, till Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah. It's almost like they were the old test and production mentality for the season, which is pretty funny. It's so the other thing that happens is that in trying to fix the scaling tech, they actually briefly turned it off. And effectively, you were having people go oh, in, yeah. get faded loot from bosses that were scaled for 9.0. Yeah. And so you had like 45 second mythic kills. I saw a couple of those logs posted, which is like, yeah, just hilarious. Um, which, because of all the scaling shenanigans, it's actually super, super hard for us to put together like a code change to detect those. Like heroic is already difficult because of the scaling health with your group size, but it's doable normally because it's usually like within, we can set an upper and lower bound, right? Yeah. But with all the scaling shenanigans where, like you said, the actual health number went up by 15%, you know, uh, we basically resorted at Warcraft logs to like manually blacklisting ones that people report to us um, and going through and like removing ones from the rankings that are obviously too fast. Like if it's a 45 second mythic kill, we know it's one of the bugged ones, right? Right. Because nobody is killing, you know, mythic Inerva Dark Vein in 45 seconds right now. Yeah. It's just not happening. Yeah. Yeah, which is just yeah, the just the amount of bugs just is crazy, right? Like it's just like cuz like the other thing too that they did is they put out through all this is like they had they had like multiple hotfixes every day this week. Like there's a blue post literally every day, August 1st, August 2nd, August 3rd, August 4th, August 5th, yep. right? This entire week was nothing but at least a handful of hotfixes going in. Along with some other like, you know, stuff that was like probably undocumented, but the fixes they put in for things, which is just, yeah, just absolutely crazy. So, um, yeah, yeah, lots of, lots of bugs. I mean, we, I guess we spent a ton of time on the raid. I don't know, do you have anything raid wise? I'd like to spend a little bit of time talking about Mythic Plus. So I actually wanted to mention, so I am playing Mage this season. I am not tanking this season. We have somebody else in the raid tanking. So I'm playing DPS for this season. The last time I tried to do this was in Nihilotha and I played my Hunter for a couple months and then went back to tanking because we were trialing a tank. It's just a long story. But yeah. uh, so I am like actually a mage main this season and it's very, very interesting to <laughs> finally get to do something that isn't tanking, but also very different. Like I'm going to be doing seeds on Zymox as a mage, which is like very... Like mages are very good for that. It's easy. But I've literally never carried a seed on Mythic Zymox. Never. <laughs> Not once. So like I have to learn that mechanic um, you know, in raid tonight when we get to Zymox. I'm gonna have to learn that mechanic. And uh <laughs> nice. it's it's uh it's different. Like I was in on Huntsman, on our Huntsman Mythic Kill, and I got Sin Seeker during combustion twice which is kind of rough. <laughs> but it's the kind of thing where, like, because I am so new to this, it's, like, I, if I were more comfortable playing Fire Mage or any mage, right. then I would be able to do a lot more while also doing the Sin Seeker. But because I'm not used to it, I was, like, just, like, okay, I got Sin Seeker, I'm going to book it and get to the right spot so I don't wipe the raid. Yeah, And then, like, fingers crossed, next time we do Mythic Huntsman, I'll just be better and, like, be able to continue doing my combustion thing during the sin seeker 
That's so funny. Yeah, I didn't realize. I didn't. I forgot you had mentioned that. So, gosh, I don't know if I'd want to play a different role, maybe a different class. But like, I don't know. It's too much work to like learn another role. Also, I hate tanking. I did that in uh, what call it in Nihilotha, and it was. I realized why I quit tanking because it's like the wor- like to me it's not Nihilotha only- was an exceptionally boring raid to tank. Yeah, like, uh, super boring. Even if it wasn't boring, because like there's still like to me like I think any role in a raid can get boring if it's like the same thing over and over again, right? Like even like you four heal the same boss for the twelfth time, right? This is like right. I know when the damage is coming. I don't want to use my cooldowns. It's like whatever. But to me, like tanking is that just a role that like I get so frustrated in the way that like the game doesn't react the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. And like, and the fact yeah. that like my Angry reaction affects, yeah, affects like the rest of the raid too. So it's like when I screw up, it's not like as a yeah. healer, if I screw up something, I can sort of like make up for it or like I'll hide it. Like, Oh, I used a cooldown when I shouldn't have. We'll figure it out later. Right. It's like, it's yeah. very visible. And so yeah. like, that's, that's the annoying part to me with tanking, yeah. but maybe, maybe I should have done that. Maybe I should have, I should have gone DPS. So, we left it with like two main spec healers. So, yeah, we were in a situation Rough. where we actually have six main spec healers. So healing oh, nice. was not an option, but we had some, one of the other officers actually was interested in tanking. And oh, cool. I, I had been wanting to like spend some time playing DPS, but I never want to do it with the start of a new raid tier mm-hmm. because for a real progression tier, like I would just much rather go with like two tanks that we know and trust right than going in with like uh, a new raid comp or new tank comp and also me playing a completely unproven dps spec right exactly yeah and so season four is actually really nice for that because the stakes are fairly low like yeah realistically the worst that happens is i end up playing tank anyway the second worst thing that happens is that i just get benched because i'm not keeping up with the rest of the dps which is entirely reasonable like those are both acceptable outcomes yeah exactly plus i mean like the idea is like you mythic raid so like the only real requirement at least in week one and week two right for these older raids is like kill 10 bosses on some difficulty right which is like you're gonna do it like even if it's 10 heroic bosses like we did you're gonna get your 10 boss kills in you're gonna get progress the quest right which is like the only i think like hold up so yeah no i mean that's yeah, maybe maybe we should have done like to be fair. I think we only had like we in our raid we only had. I don't think we had anybody swap. We're, we're sort of really consistent in like and like what we do. We do have a lot yeah. of like just one trick players that are generally only gonna ever yeah. t- like our tanks are only ever gonna tank. Like our healers are generally only ever gonna heal, right? Um, we don't have a lot of swing players in that regard, but yeah, that's cool though. It's cool you get to experience the range DPS life, which is like zero mechanics, just kind of hang out and do nothing. <laughs> so yeah but yeah that's that's been fun and interesting learning how to do uh learning how to do movement as a caster as an experience so you oh, like the I last could... time i played oh, range dps yeah. i was playing bm hunter right so you can just like move Prince. while you're doing your regular rotation and not not change a thing not being able to like m- like having a mechanic hit you while you're halfway through a hard cast pyroblast and you, your blank is like the wrong distance to take you to the the place that you need. Like you overshoot or you undershoot it. Yeah. Is like, okay, what do, what do you do here? And for me, the answer right now is like I'm canceling the pyroblast and I'm going to the, the position for the mechanic, which sometimes hurts your damage. Yeah. But um, oh, I yeah. About that. 
that's actually one final thing before we move on to Mythic Plus. Mm-hmm. The overall tuning for Mythic is actually fairly low. And I say that I agree, basically yeah. to say, like, looking at our Dark Vein, our expected Dark Vein kill time, like, if we had killed it that first pull when we were at, like, 10 or 11%, we would have had a kill that was about as fast as our kills at the end of Castle Nathria Farm. But we're just beginning gearing for Season 4. Like, we're still expecting to gain, yeah. you know, another 15 raid eye levels. So we're going to actually be destroying that boss at the second rotation of Faded. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm a little bit... I think the the one thing I am concerned about is the tuning of the end bosses. Because if you look at the end mythic bosses right now, there's less than 10 kills of Cyrodenathrius. They've been publicly logged. And that's not a lot. No. And I wonder too if like that's a that's a function of just like guilds like mine having to go back and do heroic, right? Yeah. And like figure out what the actual mechanics are because it's been like a year plus since we've done them. Right. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if that number changes as you get into like if you get into Sanctum next week and you have a lot, you're much that's more familiar true. with like that's the true. the the mechanics and like I mean, I think next week we'll probably start in Mythic just to like yeah. move forward, right? Um the- the other thing is, Castle Nathria, or at least Sire de Nathria's phase three is incredibly intense as far as planning and prep. Like, yeah. the dance is very precise, and if one person does it wrong, you basically have a raid wipe. So that kind of thing is very difficult to come back and do like a year and a half later, right? Right. But yeah. Sylvanas phase three, like, there's a little bit of dancingness to it, but a lot of it is on the people that are assigned to do the soaks and the people that, well, the tank that is doing the platform soaks like right. picking up all the puddles um so that's going to be a lot easier uh and a lot of the challenge of sylvanas gets removed as you get more damage so like being able to just breeze through killing the uh arrows in phase one or in the intermission being able to meet all the damage checks for killing the ads in phase two being able to meet the damage check in phase three uh having just a ton more health like stronger tanks making it safer to just hold the stacks instead of dropping them on the platform in in phase three is going to also dramatically make it like easier mechanically mm-hmm. so there's yeah. a lot of like i think sylvanas is actually going to be one of the easier end bosses in faded yeah i can i can definitely see that and that that i mean and to be fair that just leaves painsmith right is the only potential wall like i think kelthazad will be like a timing thing just depending on what affix is yeah. there but I don't think Kel'Thuzad will throw up as much of a, uh, probably a little bit more of an issue than Sylvanas if you if you had cleared it previously, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Which, it'll be interesting to see what next next raid brings. They did confirm that like skips work, so right. If it ends up being that like Sylvanas is actually pretty easy to clear, we have a skip for Sanctum. We can just do Tergu, Kel'Thuzad. Sylvanas, and then go back through and clear the other bosses. And we can actually clear any anything we want. And if like Painsmith is like impossible because of faded affixes during the intermission or something, we can just not do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I guess that does, yeah, opens it up a little bit more. So and we'll see what happens next week in raid. I actually don't know what my raid team's planning to do, but we might do another like heroic into mythic type thing if we're only doing faded stuff next week. So yeah, the only reason I think we would end up doing heroic in main raid again next week is for the dinar quest. 
I think that's the big, like, yeah. compelling reason to do it. Uh, by the time we raid next week, because it is on Friday, I don't think we're going to be getting a whole lot of gear upgrades from Heroic. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we have so many people, we're going to have like a couple people that could still use it that just haven't gotten to spend as much time in keys. Um, but between like a heroic clear this week, the vault next week, more keys next week, the fact that valor and key item level is uncapped. Oh yeah. Uh, like we're not going to get a ton of gear from heroic, but what it is going to do is give you another 10 boss kills for, uh, your dinar quest. Exactly. Yeah. Which will be, which will be nice. And more of the items to do the upgrades, right? So that you'll, yeah. you might not be able to take every item right to all your dinar items right to mythic, but you'll be able to get more to at least heroic item level, which is right. still nice. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Yeah. I guess, I mean, maybe that's a good segue into to mythic plus and how, I mean, it sounds like, have you been doing a bunch? It sounds like your guild has generally been doing a bunch of keys, but have you been doing yeah. a bunch of keys? I've done a fair amount. I think I'm at 15, which is like a pretty good amount. That's for... actually a really good amount. Yeah. Uh, for, I'm for actually at twelve or thirteen, actually too. So, so wow. most keys I've done in wow, months or years. Yeah, yeah. I did. I actually had my eight dungeons done by Wednesday night. Nice like the quest. So nice. Um, it's actually. I mean, personally for me, it's been a ton of fun. Like I, I am a huge fan of like the new dungeons. Like Mechagon, probably one of my favorite. I actually yeah. did Junkyard more than I did uh, Workshop. Which is weird because I think workshops are really easier and like a little bit more straightforward. But yeah, um, junkyard's fun with the bots again. It's hilarious seeing how many people don't know about them, like in just the pug groups that I've been doing. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that's been a blast. Um, did all both Karas? They are absolutely terrible. Um, I think they're probably like of all the new dungeons, those are the two absolute worst ones to do. Um, yeah. extremely difficult. And then like Upper going back to hard. The magic damage in upper is absolutely ridiculous. Like, I think they made some hotfixes, right, to it, but I haven't. I mean, I haven't done the hotfixes, but so um, the thing with upper is just that all of the bosses wipe you for not knowing how to handle it correctly. Yeah, Um, and they are they're hard enough to like in a guild group. We can't just like brute force it with gear and like three of the people knowing what they're doing and the other two like not having played Legion or not having you know done it that much um mm-hmm. but like curator you have to be really on top of killing the ads or they will overwhelm you and wipe your group medivh right. you have to be really on top of kicks you need somebody calling the kicks or you need three melee dps or like a prop paladin or a resto right. shaman like it's not the end of the world if you don't have any of those things but if you don't have any of those things you need somebody calling kicks or you're gonna have like three people overlap their kick on the same like frostbite and then you're going to have like your healer and two DPS get frozen and just die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the mana worm, they fixed the thing. There was a thing where you could just let him eat the orbs and he just wouldn't cast the like raid wipe mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fixed that. You have to eat the orbs now. You have to drop them off in the puddles. Yeah. Um, it's pretty hard. Uh, I mean, it's not that hard. It's just like um, you have to be, on, again, you have to be on top of it. The damage is fairly real it's constantly happening which i actually found like i'm playing mage and found that actually reasonably difficult to do because we had like me a warlock and a hunter as our dps mm-hmm. so like i'm trying to cast while i have to go and do orbs same thing with the the warlock so the hunters over there like well i can do some but i'm a i'm a hunter i'm going to die to this dot if i try and do too many more 
Yeah, yeah. So, so it was, it was interesting. Uh, and then Visidoom. Visidoom is was a pug killer in Legion. Oh yeah, and it's still a rough boss now. Although we are at the gear level that like we skip all the mechanics in phase two by lusting there, which highly recommended if you're doing Visidoom. You do not lust phase one. You just do phase one normally. It's the easiest phase. You right. go to phase two, you press bloodlust. Try and get out of there as quickly as possible. And you just get out of there before you get any of the mechanics. And then you go to phase three and you don't kick him. And you just kill him. And, like you hit him as hard as you can for the 30 seconds that he spends there casting that, that stupid spell. You kick it at one second left and he's at like sub 10% and you just kill him again before any of the real mechanics happen. Yeah. And that is the way that you do that, boss. You just try and do enough damage to ignore all of the mechanics because the mechanics actually kind of harass. Yeah. And that's that's actually a big thing, even in lower care. I don't know. Um, I don't remember too much of this in upper, a little bit, but a lot of the, like the the doodads will say cover up mechanics in lower. So like a lot of like the rugs that are everywhere will cover up the the sleepy zones from like that the, yeah, the mini boss cast. That. Um, and like, yeah, like the, the, the little infiltrators will cast and things like that. And like other things get covered up by that. And yeah, it's, um, I mean, Kara is a ton, like in terms of dungeons, that's, I mean, that's probably my favorite set of dungeons, um, from all the stuff that we went, that is sort of live this season, but it just sucks that they're like, I don't know if it's overtuned is like the right word. They're just, they're very difficult to like yeah. do without a coordinated group, they, I'd say. They nerfed Maiden Shield. So Maiden is one that was really causing yeah. problems. They nerfed Maiden Shield by like 30%. Yeah. Um, so those that don't remember that mechanic, uh, she puts a incapacitation on everybody. You have to go and stand in one of the puddles to get a dot mm-hmm. to break the incapacitation. Um, you know, Shadow Priest in PvP style with Shadow Word Death. Um, and then she has a shield that you have to break in order to kick a cast, and if you don't kick it, you die. They nerfed that shield by 30%. Yeah. Um, which is which, I don't know if I kill I don't know if I got I I think I cleared her a couple times before it and it's it was always tight, but yeah. It was not that tight when I did it after the hotfix. Like okay. it was we were we were crushing that. Um the one that actually did wipe us was Morose. Uh, we actually made it through every boss in lower without wiping except for morose and uh attunement what's his name huntsman huntsman yeah the huntsman yeah yeah and morose was just like uh the ad that does the frontal immediately cast it when we broke the cc and just like killed people oh the big like the the super wide like cosmic yeah yeah yeah. that visual is so hard to see too yeah, like the windup's oh, actually a fairly long, long time, but the actual okay. visual is difficult. I think that is my biggest gripe from these dungeons is visual clarity. Like the yeah. Borks in Junkyard, Junkyard, there is no excuse for them to have bad visuals in. But the Bork from the dogs in Junkyard, like it doesn't kill you if you get hit, but taking like a fifty percent haste debuff or whatever it is feels awful. And the yeah. fact that you really like, I can't see the effect for it. I don't know if it's just me. No, I just it's, can't it's, see the effect. It's more. really hard. Yeah, I've I've started now. I the way that I do this now is I lower my camera, so I'm almost looking okay. like straight across, and that way I can see because seeing it across, you'll be able to see the blue. It's much more difficult to judge if you're in it or not because you lose sort of the okay. vertical positioning. But at least you can tell if it's right. coming near you and move. 
similar with the the morose thing um although yeah. my camera gets stuck on like plates and like the, the doodads for yeah. the tables around it but that's the, the one thing i found that helps a little bit but yeah yeah great. and then the the new affix ads the carrion swarm frontal is like needlessly difficult to see yeah like just needlessly difficult that should just be so much clearer yeah because it's not like the the frontals on um lords of dread it's okay that they're not like super clear where they're going to hit because the tanks control the facing of them so right. you can just mark your tanks and you know not to like if you go near the tank and there's a frontal cast happening you're gonna die yeah you're in trouble yeah um but the carrion swarm one is just like these thin purple green lines that like it's really wavy. difficult to tell the the worst is when you have like you have a pack of bombs right and you have the the um Nathrazim dude on the opposite side of the pack from you and he turns and does his carrying swarm at you but like most of the visual is hidden inside the other mobs yeah yeah and like the way that you deal with this as a range player is actually that you just stand out of range of it so it doesn't matter if it faces you or not you're just out of range of it you stand at max range and you're fine um but there's that's not always possible in places like upper and in grim rail depot yeah. but it that that really grinds my gears like dying That's to stuff hilarious. you can't see feels awful yeah yeah and i will say i mean that yeah that's been yeah that that the visual side of it has been yeah really rough just in terms of yeah noticing where things is and then to be fair like remembering what i can and can't get hit by is also like interesting to remember like the uh the mobs between the first and second boss in uh in workshop or sorry yeah workshop like the circles around them like yeah trying to like remember if i can sit in those or not like has been has been interesting um yeah but it's it's been fun to go back i will say that like i don't remember how awful the uh the one boss in um grim rail depot was the one where you have to like jump in the cannons and shoot him with things or shoot yeah. Um, shoot the guy with things. I had no idea what was going on in that. I did so I was very casual in Wad, oh. so I did like the heroic once. Right? Gotcha. And I had no idea what the fuck was going on in that fight. Yeah, I forgot. I mean, I forgot about like I forgot about you had to like pick up the things, jump in the cannons, shoot them at the boss. I forgot about he threw like fire in certain zones. He had to like move between these three areas like to to stay safe. Yeah. Like he would randomly target someone and they'd have to hide. So yeah. I mean that one is yeah. the hardest for me. I think I've heard that there's a debuff that you get when you're actually hidden from view and won't die to the mechanic. I think there um, is too, yeah. yeah. Uh, if there is, I need a weak aura for that because like, I was trying to hide and like getting bounced around by the, the thing when I thought <laughs> I was behind things and like eventually found a spot where I didn't get brutally murdered by the cannon fire and then it stopped and was like... Ugh. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was... It was fun to go back there and then I did... I don't think I only did docs once. And it was I've not done docs yet. It was just docs. Like it was literally like exactly I remember it. Like died to like the whole you have to hide behind boxes to get to the I think it's like the, yeah. the second boss. I remember that. I remember I through that part. Um our tank had remembered like he was he seemed like or they seemed like they knew what they were doing because they pulled all the mobs after the first boss to the stars, let the first star kill everything, and then you know, cleared the way with the second and the third star. Um so like we sort of got you know, got through it that way. But no, I mean, it's to be fair, overall Mythic Plus, I mean, other than the fact that I think Kara is like a little bit on the more difficult side, at least right now, 
yeah. I think everything else, to be fair, feels really fun. Like, yeah, I actually, this is another, I think season four is going to be remembered as a big win. Like despite the buggy yeah. launch, getting back to go, getting to go back and do the old bosses, getting back to go and do these old dungeons. I think it's just going to be a big win. Like these are fun. It's fun to yeah. have this variety. This is way better than the seasonal fix in terms of like introducing variety in the dungeons. Right. Um, this is, I think this is going to go down in, you know, memory as a very successful season. Yeah. I would, I mean, I would agree. I think all the pieces are like, I think all the things that are there are good. Like I, I to your point, like I think they did do a really good job difficulty wise in the raid. Well, we didn't clear, clear it on mythic this week. I think clearing it on mythic was a little bit of a pipe dream, even watching like liquid go through it on mythic and like, yeah, them like wipe a couple times, not even to like the fact that certain abilities are more just to like mechanics, which I mean, you're watching like one of the best skills in the world, wipe something and take 10 pulls to kill something. You realize your raid's going to be like a 20, 30 pull boss to, to do that. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's nice that it's, it's set up this way. And I, I mean, from my perspective, it would be cool if Blizzard does something similar to this, like at the end of it, expansions moving forward. Like I think this is a yeah. cool way to like wrap up. I think we talked about this too, where I was like a lot of fun sometimes comes in like the, the pre-patch, right? Like the yeah. two or three weeks before the next expansion launches and like you're super powerful, everything's super nerfed. And it's not to that level, I'd say, of like yeah, just it's crushing everything. It might. I don't I think, think you it's get there. Get there. Uh, it might get there when we're all like ultra bis geared in like five, six weeks. Right. Um, but even the second rotation, I don't think is going to get there. Maybe the third rotation will be doing silly things like on Stone Legion Generals. I am still okay. Stone Legion Generals. You heard it here first. This is the Galaxy Brain Strat. Uh, this all right, This was the Galaxy Brain Strat before they nerfed the mana requirements in the intermission phase. But <laughs> you don't kill any of the Goliaths in the main phase. Okay. You just don't okay. kill uh, you just hard burn the boss to 50%. You go into the intermission with two Goliaths. The third one spawns because now you're in the intermission. Uh -huh. You burn all of those. That gives you... I don't know what it gives now. Before the nerf to the mechanic, it gave you 90% of his mana. And okay. then you got the last 10% from killing a single commando. So all you did is like you, you hard burn the boss. You then hard burn the Goliaths. Then you do one commando while you're in position for the knockback. And you're in the next phase. And the idea there is that you get basically no earthquakes because everything goes so fast. Interesting. Interesting. But the damage requirement to do that is like insane. And it's not a damage requirement so much like single target on the boss. It's about burning the Goliaths. Right. Yeah. Because that, that intermission can get really hairy if you're slow. Yeah. For sure. Um, but like the end of farm strat for SLG was already to like carry one Goliath into the intermission. And if we have so much damage that you can like push into the intermission as the second Goliath even lands, just because you do so much damage, yeah. I think that could actually be legitimate. Um, and I think the way it's tuned now is actually the, I think the Goliaths now give 40% energy instead of instead of um, 30%. Uh -huh. So what might happen is you just kill all three Goliaths and you wait to dunk the third one until everybody is in position for the knockback. Yeah. But that's still like... Uh, <laughs> Six that weeks. We'll yeah. know in six weeks. That first Goliath will be up for a while. So like you have to time, you have to make sure you can probably survive at least have like at least one bop, right? For one of the jumps, because it'll kill right. someone probably outright. Right. Um yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun to see what people what people start to cook up, like the second rotation 
slightly, you know, definitely by the third in terms of like speed strats. Cause you know, we even did, we did the Nanathru speed strat on heroic, which is you drop down, uh, and just lost the start of P2. Yeah. And you just burn the boss. Like you don't kill ads and then like yeah. you just burn the boss and then you basically push him into P3 before anything happens. And then you kill okay. the two ads and like clear him up, like clean up the, the two yeah. ads in P from P2 uh, and then just do P3 normally. So yeah, we did uh ye old less P3 on Denathrius. Okay. Just trying to make that fit. Cause like phase two is easy to explain to somebody that hasn't done it before. Like you can yeah. mostly just follow the leader dodge the swirlies, kill the ads, and move on with your life. Phase three is a lot harder to explain to somebody that hasn't done it before. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got lucky that yeah, we killed him before the first big AoE, even. Um, and yeah, just sort of cleaned up the ads. And yeah, I think we two, we two-shot him. Because I think the first time we tried to only stay in the middle, but what we yeah. found was that we didn't have enough damage to kill the ads quickly after that. So like basically we drag, moved the then boss. you dragged him to the ads and to you the, like to the melee mess. you down. Yeah. Yeah. And then a range like would dot up the side ones. And then once we pushed, everybody else would move to the side ones, kill them, and then just focus the boss. So yeah. It's yeah. really it was really quick. But um but yeah, I mean it's I don't know. I'm I'm having a ton of fun with it. I think going back to Sanctum will be fun. Um Yeah. I'm looking forward to Painsmith. Like I think so. Okay. I was talking to people right. in guild, and they were like, "I really wish that the mythic were tuned even lower than this." And I was like, "On the one hand, I understand why you want that because we didn't really want to be going back and wiping in Castle Nathria. Right. We wanted to go back and be blasting in Castle Nathria and be like the OP pre-patch kind of shenanigans, like you were talking about." Right. But at the same time, one of my least favorite things about Sepulcher was doing Holandris pre-nerf like didn't kill him but you know doing it yeah. and then just the feeling of disappointment in doing it post-nerf right right so you want you, and, you're basically you want like some sort of like power progression where you can like say hey we did this week one it was tough week two got a little easier and week three now we're blasting basically basically i just want more like I don't want to get to Denathrius, which is like my favorite boss of the whole expansion. I don't want to get to Denathrius and have it be post-nerf Holandris. Gotcha. I don't want to have it be completely trivialized by nerfs, by scaling. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay with me if we get to, like, in the second rotation, we get to Denathrius. My ideal, like, Denathrius is we spend, like, you know, three hours relearning Denathrius, relearning the phase three dance, and mm -hmm. we never wipe to like if we ever wipe to a damage check, I think that's a failure <laughs> um, of right. their tuning because I think that's not really the point. But like getting to do just like the phase three stuff again, phase three Denathries is super super fun. Um, yeah. And if it's just a complete joke and you get to ignore all the mechanics because you just like kill the boss, then I think that in my mind would be a disappointment. Yeah, I can, I can. I get that from like a, I guess like, I get it. I just don't. I don't know That's if it. I would agree. Like I don't. I, I don't think every boss is in that category. Like I think Denathrius yeah. is in that category, and like Painsmith is in that category. Yeah. But, ev like SLG better die in a pole, basically. Face <laughs> like, so better die like, in a pole. You're like you're like it sounds like you. Just, I want the greatest hits of like bosses and i yeah. want those to take me a little bit of time yeah. I want to be able to like savor those i want to enjoy those yeah. but like 
the shitty hard bosses. I just want them to be easy, basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair. That's fair. Exactly right. Like, if my <laughs> ideal raid week in the second rotation of Castle Nathria, okay, is yeah. we go into Castle Nathria, we one-shot every boss, we ex- up until the Nathrius, and then we, like, spend a couple hours of Denathrius just, like, having good nostalgia, making yeah. jokes about the tide that our shaman, like, killed. Like, on our first kill, our shaman, our Necrolord shaman went into the higher mirror, like, <laughs> death thing and tanked the boss for 10 seconds while our rogue and him killed it. And, yeah. like, just all, like, all kinds of cool shenanigans like that. Like, getting to re-experience that with new people and, yeah. like, show them the boss and just have fun with that. It, it's not something where I want it to be like our whole weekend of just working on Denathrius or anything. Right, right, right. I, I want it to take, I, well, I want to, if it's if it's like one or two shot Denathrius the second time around, I am going to be disappointed because I want, like, I, I, it's like, yeah, okay, being super powerful and killing things is, is kind of fun, but it gets old. I want to show up to raid to play the raid, right? Like if we just kill the whole raid in one go, that's right. not really like and then like you know if the third time around we just kind of like crush it you know i'm more okay with that um, gotcha. i want to have like a week where we like hey this is this really cool boss that we we spent a ton of time on in season one and now we're doing it with new people that have never seen it before and like going through like learning that shooting the shit just having fun with it then we kill the boss we come back in the next rotation and we just kind of crush the boss you know that's my ideal for season four gotcha gotcha i mean i can i can get behind that in terms of like yeah for like the the bosses i'll say that are like that would be fun to re-progress on that that'd be a cool that's definitely a cool like thing to aspire to and i hope yeah i hope i hope they hit it for sure it's just for me like the flip side of that is like if they try and nail that is like you then you get a you get a painsmith progression that's like 20 yeah. wipes of like just like real crappiness just like i hate this or yeah even like a kelthazad like well, the worst would be like a kelthazad reprogression where it's just like yeah the timings are different like people do like you know not enough damage too much damage and yeah, yeah. there's no, but there's there's boss mechanics that i would like them to just outright remove for for season four like i would like them to outright remove the damage amp and the cc immunity on the ads on kelthazad when you push out of the phase like okay yeah. nope that's that's not a fun mechanic. Nobody likes that. It doesn't make it harder in a fun and interesting way. It just like kills you if you don't kill things within like five seconds of each other. Right. And yeah. just like just like remove that. Like it's already gonna be hard to carry, you know, abominations and ghosts into each paint into each like Kelthazad phase. So you just like you already don't want to do it. You don't need to make it like a raid wipe. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, just yeah, remove that true. mechanic um some other things like on slg just like i don't know gut else gut just gut slg just gut it like i don't want to do that boss i would honestly my ideal slg experience in season four is walking onto the platform and they both jump off the edge and die and then we and just over. like leave loot in like a box or something yes <laughs> yes that's hilarious yeah yeah well i mean maybe you'll maybe you'll hit them up tonight on mythic we didn't get a chance to do them on mythic but um, I don't think we're getting to. I don't think we're pulling SLG if we get there, because uh, there's also relatively few SLG kills. We're like sub 100 SLG kills. Yeah. Um, there's really not very many. Sludge Fist is like was sub 100. It might be over 100 now. Um, so like killing Sludge Fist would be like about as far as we're gonna go. And then if we if we kill Sludge Fist, 
unless we like absolutely crush raid tonight and are at yeah. slg with like three hours left we're not i don't think we're pulling it i think we're going to be like okay this is castle nathria uh this has been castle nathria <laughs> go do keys or something have fun yeah we'll, we'll come back in two weeks or three weeks and do this again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. nice nice yeah, no, it's uh, definitely been a blast this season. So at least so far, at least the first weekend. Other than like the fact that it was completely abilities. broken for Tuesday. And yeah, yeah. Other than that, fun because I mean it was even broken into Wednesday, right? Like EU yeah. got to do a little beta testing that that NA yeah. does for us uh, for them. So yeah, um, yeah. But it, it's been it's a cool it's a cool concept for a season. And so so far, I'm having fun. It's fun to go back. I mean, I think maybe we revisit this in like four or five weeks and like. Am I still doing 12 or 13 keys a week? No. Um, probably. No, I can probably tell you right now. Not. It's, I'm not going to be doing 12 or 13 keys a week in a month. Yeah. Yeah. It's like right now, every key I do has a chance to drop an upgrade. Yeah, in, true. In four weeks, that's not going to be the case. Yeah. I mean, I basically have, what? what is the max? Like 298 is the max you can yeah. upgrade Valor to? I basically yeah. have a full set of tier gear that I seem to now upgrade slowly to 298. Yeah which is um, uh which is nice so so one of the issues i've actually run into with running keys is it everybody wants to run junkyard and workshop nobody wants to run any of the others so i've had a hard time actually getting to my score to the point that i can upgrade things oh uh you shouldn't there's no score requirement is there there is score requirements to upgrade things 1400 oh. to upgrade to one time 1700 to upgrade two times talking gear from a 15 oh, okay like, yeah and then 2k to upgrade to max Gotcha. Um, 2K is not really reasonable this week. Like you can get it, but it requires doing like 22s on everything or something. Yeah. Um, but even getting to 1700 when nobody wants to run Grimrail or Iron Docks or Karazhan and they all just want to run, um, you know, Mechagon for the rings. Yeah. Is a little rough. Yeah, it's true. Actually, the I think I've gotten, like I said, I've done every dungeon, but to be fair, I think, yeah, it's those two and lower Kara that I've only done more than once i'll say yeah everything else uh, has been like a, a one and done type deal speaking of uh our raid lead actually got both mechagon rings like the bis mechagon ring set up the first day of the patch so jealous it's actually crazy i'm so jealous yeah he, um oh, sorry <laughs> he and one of our tanks uh in the when we pulled tree queen heroic on friday where i level like 289 290 holy shit yeah that's pretty good i mean they've been grinding keys they both they both spent a lot of time in keys this week but holy shit that's, that's crazy they the, for reference i was like 275 because i <laughs> did i at that point had done like eight keys nine keys and had gotten one item yeah yeah that's the other thing too is like nobody's trading anything because it's all upgrades right it's all potential like yeah. catalyst gear just upgrades in general yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah but I mean, it'll it'll be a fun rest of the season, fun to grind it out, get uh, yeah those upgrades in, and I think it'll be. I mean, to be fair, I hope Blizzard takes this as sort of a a template moving forward, and like end of expansion yeah. seasons, like doing some like crazy stuff for like two three months, like before the next expansion launches. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, I know I actually think we've talked about this before, but I would like them for like the point five patches. Like this is how they nerf the raid: is they like give us, hmm. you know basically a faded raid you know a raid one of them and they right. say hey this one is open now you can go and you can collect loot it's like half a tier higher 
and that can help you push across the finish line for your your progression yeah but i wonder then if you get into like exponential scaling like we used to have where it's like yeah you just get like instead of going like 20 eye levels between tiers it's like 35 or 40 item level between yeah. tier because you have that sort of like mid-step right but. yeah i don't know maybe yeah. maybe not like i i think that would be a lot of fun to be like hey you know you know 10.0.5 night holds out have fun yeah no it would it would be very fun to to go back and then do that yeah maybe at like one rate at a time yeah that would be actually probably a good time for sure so, yeah awesome i guess we'll see we will see <laughs> yeah i think that about sums it up the only other thing that i wanted to mention and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this because the podcast is about to end uh grim rail depot is going to be an adventure on sanguine week oh yeah oh yeah i'm so glad i'm not tanking i'm so glad good luck with that uh, oh you're not either so yeah good luck with our with yeah. your tank friends for for dealing with sanguine in that place yeah i've also decided i'm only playing frost mage in or arcane mage in Grimrail now because I keep putting my flame strikes on the ceiling. Like this, the every, every, there's always a ceiling. There's always a box for you to drop a flame strike on and it just keeps happening. So very annoying. I'm so glad Um, I got voted in, but frost mage doesn't have that issue. Arcane mage doesn't have that issue. So I'm going to play one of those for Grimrail Depot. Nice. Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah. That place is a hellhole. I'm so glad it's in. (laughs) Uh, we one of the tanks on the other team in my guild is actually like a like a Grimrail Depot super fan. I don't understand. Oh, it. really? Yeah. And this is a tank too, right? Like he's a very high end tank. Um, better like higher keys than me by like a, a ton. Yeah. Uh, he's like super fan, and everybody thinks he's crazy. But yeah, I, I would. It's got a screw loose or something up there. That's not right. It's not right at all. Yeah. It's crazy. That's funny. But uh, that is going to be it, I think, for our show today. Thank you all for watching and or listening. I hope you enjoyed that it was actually on time this week. Yes. And if you would like to support this show and all the other work that we do over at the Pika Serenity, you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. Patrons get a special role in private channel. Everybody else... There's the lounges, which are a great time. Is there an F1 race today? There's not. Summer break. It's it's summer silly break. season. Silly so season. So everybody is probably in in the brew lounge complaining about Grimrail Depot. Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably. But it's a good time. So uh, come join. But that is going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye.